This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. It's time to Take Command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. What's up? What's happening? I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. And with us all episode long, well, he is always all episode long, but on camera, on (laughs) mic all episode long, our producer Nick Berlansky, because it is a Mailbag Monday. Uh, We are going heavy on the mailbag questions. Uh, We will do our OTA recap later this week. But Nick, you fetched a couple of questions out of my Twitter mentions, and uh, let's dive right in, shall we? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to eat my Cheetos like I normally do while watching you guys do the show, but uh, I guess this sorry. is also a good alternative. It's nice to actually come out and talk to you guys, but let's start with... Uh, I'm so sorry to ruin your dietary plans. I know, honestly. I got to stay on a schedule here. Come on, guys. Uh, but as Mike asked on Twitter, many reports about Hal from minicamp is that he had some good and some bad, but does the overall QB room look better than it has in years? I think yes. Um, I'll just go to my, let's see, look, in between the two of us, we have it going all the way back to 20, whatever year you were drafted, 2010, 2011, yeah, 2009. Yeah. Um, so like, cause you, when I got here, uh, that's when you left. Sorry about that. That was totally my <laughs> fault. Uh, going back to when cousins and Colt were here, I would say that's probably the best it's been in my era. And a lot of that obviously had to do with Kirk because he's the best quarterback that's been here during this era. Um, and I think Sam could be as good as Kirk. We'll see. Um, obviously, Kirk's had a very long, successful career. Um, he's never been a top five quarterback, uh, but he's been kind of between 10 and 15 probably. And then it spurts even higher than that uh, for the majority of the last eight years. Um, and I think Colt was seen as a very, very solid backup. So I would say Jacoby's definitely stronger than Colt was as a backup. And then it comes down to what's the difference between Hal and Kirk. And we're obviously not going to go till the, the middle of the season. Yeah, I think the other one would be like Alex Smith before he got hurt, you know, because I think also Colt was the backup then as well, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep. So that, that's another interesting room. And obviously the injury there taints that. I think the thing with Sam, you know, and I've been very bullish on Sam through the OTA process, even the bad days, you know, I've kind of been able to explain away some of that. And I, I think rightfully so. I think he's, he's had a good OTA period. Um, I think the thing with Sam that makes me kind of back off of like comparing him directly to Kirk or Alex or you know, even Robert, when Robert was rolling in 2012, is that he hasn't really done anything yet, you know, and I think that's right. an unfair comparison. So like, as much as like, we're optimistic about it, like, I don't think you can compare this quarterback room to those quarterback rooms. 
because there's been there's no like body of work to support it yet. And I like you know I think we're we're excited about the upside. Sam's obviously very very talented. The the release, the mobility, kind of this you know like modern model of what it is to be a quarterback in the NFL: live arm, big arm, mobility, escapability, kind of off schedule ability. Um, but he hasn't done it for a long period of time. Like I went back recently last week, actually, and watched, you know, the, the Dallas game again from, you know, his last start and just there, he wasn't asked to do that much. And I, you, you know, you saw the flash, you saw the ability, but it's just not there yet. So in terms of saying, you know, how does this compare to, to the best quarterback rooms of the last 15 or 17 years? I'm like, let's just pump the brakes a little bit on that because he has to show me, obviously I'm really high on Jacoby Brissett. Last year in Cleveland was excellent. Um, you know, I think there's a reason that he's kind of like the best backup in the NFL and never the starter, you know. Um, and I think that has to be considered, but I'm very high on him. I just think it's – I need more information to kind of say, hey, this stacks up with those other rooms that you mentioned. Because those guys like Kirk, um, what was that? You were here in 2015. Like he had played yeah. a little bit. He had he was yeah. looking for that next contract. He had stuff under his belt. And to me, that's really valuable as a former player, as an evaluator. Like, I need to see you do it for an extended period of time before I give you kind of any anointed ability there. I know that felt like pushback on what I was saying, um, but it's not. Mine was more of a reflection of how bad the rooms <laughs> Like, it's just like, yeah, tell Jacoby Brissett himself is better than most of the rooms yeah. that they've had. Which is crazy, um, yeah. But... Alex, Alex 2018 is an interesting one because – they won six of eight before that Houston game where he gets hurt, but he wasn't good. Um, he I, was averaging he was like, like hundred high hundreds yards per game, like not even two hundred yards per game. But they just kept winning. But like that's Alex Smith. He he yeah. always just knew how to manage the game, and th- and that's something that separates him from Jacoby. Like statistically, yeah. Jacoby might be better, but. Alex just knew what was needed and made the key plays at the right time and was never afraid to audible into a run play. And, you know, that kept his stats down. Like there's just, there's just little quarterbacking professional stuff that Alex did that you just went like, wow, I get it. I get how this dude, everyone always wants to replace him, but he, he just wins. And obviously the injury then changes all of that. Um, But I think even just Brissett and what he is and what he's done is better than anything they've had for Rivera, probably like Fitz, yeah. the Fitz, what Fitzpatrick, what we thought he could be was like kind of on this level. Right. Um, Cause he was coming off a heck of a year in Miami and then he gets hurt, you know, what is it? 15 plays into the season. Yeah. Uh, and that's the end of his career. Um, you know, obviously Taylor's played well, but we, I think both agree that Brissett's better than Heineke. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and I think it's just they haven't had very good rooms. Um, they've been trying to solve the quarterback position in Washington since Joe Theismann broke his leg. Like, not to be glib about it, but, like, that's what we're talking about here. Um, you know, they've obviously had very good players for single seasons along the the lines, and, and over time they won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. But, like, that is both amazing and also – emblematic of what quarterback has been here even when they have been good they haven't had a definitive answer and i think that is some why they're so desperately want someone like how to work out because then you have a couple of years here which you know again cousins is the only guy that's done this mm-hmm. where you have like three years in a row of the same starter it just it hasn't happened um you know jason campbell had a couple of years brunel had a couple of years but there's never been especially a younger guy 
where you're like, yep, this is the guy. Campbell was probably the closest um, right. of the last like Good 20 point. years. Um, and then it was Kirk and you know, that never felt solid because of the contract stuff. So, um, yeah, if they can get Howell to be good, that would be amazing. But even with Brissett, you're still looking at one of the, probably the best room that Rivera's had, uh, just by his presence alone. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, you know, Brissett is awesome. I totally agree. And, um, you know, it, it really, I, like you said, it, it's, there's a lot of excitement and I think there's like right flu around Sam, Sam Howell and what he can be, but, um, you know, I, I need to see it. I'm excited what he can be in this Eric Bieniemy offense. Um, but yeah, I, I do think with Ron and just having Brissett here, he's probably yeah the most talented quarterback that they've had, which is mind blowing. Because he, but you know, top 15 quarterback last year, and I think that's right. uh, that's exciting. So and, you know, in in fairness to anyone who's screaming at their whatever screen they're watching this on right now, or or their phone listening to it, like that assumes Brissett is exactly what he was last year, right. which is one of his best years. So like if Brissett is backup Brissett, who's actually not a top 15 quarterback in the league, um, then this looks very silly in six months. So hopefully we don't find out because Sam's playing and playing great, right. but like that's at least worth mentioning in the, uh, in the name of objectivity and fairness. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, if you, if you disagree, definitely leave a comment and like why you disagree. Cause I, to me, like when I just step back and look at it, I think the depth is a little bit of a question because Sam hasn't done a whole bunch, but in terms of play, it's hard to argue with, you know, it's hard to argue with a guy who's led starting campaigns. And like, you know, again, he's, he's the best backup in the league for a reason, but I do think that that's something that um, it's, it's an important variable, especially over the last four years since I've been covering the team, like, it's hard for me to say one of those guys that played was better than him. So, yeah. yeah. But in terms of, you know, going back to Kirk, I think Kirk is better, obviously. But, like, it's – this is a unique situation in terms of upside. We just need to see it actualized. For sure. Hey, everyone. This is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Nick, next one. Another question on Twitter from Fulio Iglesias says, the way the secondary is shaping up, do you see a scenario where Cam Curl doesn't get paid in Washington? That's interesting because they have so much talent back there. They draft Quan Martin, which kind of is Cam Curl insurance. Um, Mm -hmm. Plays in the post, plays Buffalo. But I I do think that, like, if Cam performs – Ron and Ron is in charge, right? Cause th- this is the other variable too, is like, okay, well, what happens if they're not a good football team? Everybody gets blown out, new ownership. Do they just be like, all right, thanks buddy. Go have fun. Sign, sign somewhere for lots of money. Um, and, and you know, whatever new defensive coordinator comes in, doesn't have the value on cam Carl that this defense does. I guess I could say like, yes, I see a scenario, but I do think that especially if they're good enough that Ron stays around, um, they've proven they will pay their own if they perform. And I fully expect Cam Crawl to perform. So scenario, yes. Likelihood, not high, yeah. I guess is how I'd answer that, Logan. Yeah, I'd agree. I, th- I think it's definitely possible they don't pay him. And has he has he come out and said that he's unhappy or working for an extension? Is that why he didn't do – like he didn't participate in the team stuff of OTAs? Or is that just kind of- – I He has not said it. Um, he kind of refuses to say it. Right. But I think it's largely understood that – that is kind of where he's at. Sure. 
So like he, I think he understands that he can't get one right now. And it's one of those where it's like, Hey man, I'm not going to go out there and get hurt or do something silly. I'm just, I'll be around. I'll, I'll make sure that I'm ready for the season, but like, I'll, I'll see y'all in training camp. Yeah. And I guess the, the thing I would say is that I don't, until we know like what he's asking for, which I'm assuming is top safety money. I, I would assume I, if mm-hmm. I'm, if I'm a GM, I would, and I'm trying to rebut that claim, I would say, Cam, like you have not performed by any kind of major metric, like a top five safety. Like we all know, cause we watch this team every single week that he's a good football player, that he's a good communicator, that he can play multiple different positions. And his value here is extremely high in terms of the league. I don't know what his value is. And it would seem to me that he'd be one of those guys that would be classically undervalued, like going somewhere else. Like Bates just signed that big deal um, in Atlanta. And I think that would probably mm-hmm. be the benchmark. And I'd, don't remember exactly what the numbers were. It was 44 or something like that. But basically what I'm saying is I, I don't think the league looks at him and says, oh, here is like a, um, you know, a Reed or a Dawkins or any of these like really dominant safeties that we've seen. And obviously he kind of is a reflection of how the position has changed. He's, you know, a really good tackler, not a big hitter, got a lot of position flexibility, linebacker, nickel, uh, Buffalo nickel, excuse me, and, and post safety, which is great. But I kind of say to myself, like, you know, has he had the production? Has he had like those gaudy stats that get those guys, those big contracts? And I don't, I don't know that he has. And again, if I'm the GM here, cause after having seen him, I want him on my football team. I'm gonna do a lot to make that happen, but I'm not sure he deserves to be, you know, top five highest paid safety in the NFL. So obviously PFF is what it is, but he was a second rated uh, in terms of grade, last year. in terms of grade, yeah, and I agree with that. And I, like when you look at his play, it's very, very high. But I don't think, I, I, if GMs were were giving contracts based on PFF, I think the league would look very, very different, right? Right. Um, I think, you know, like for example, like Derwin James is considered the best safety in the NFL, and and there is a lot of co- comparisons between the game, the position flex, but Derwin James has like this explosive. Um, explosive element to his game that has characterized good safeties throughout the league for a long time. So I just, I know he's the highest graded player or second highest graded player at PFF in terms of safety. I just don't think that that's how people value safeties. Like they here when in safety evaluation, they value the length, they value the ability to match up with the tight end. And I don't know if that metric is kind of a league wide metric in terms of evaluation and the position flex. I don't know if that's a league wide metric in terms of, in terms of value. So um, that would be my one pushback on paying him is that like, if you let him hit the open market, does he get like a, you know, Hey, here's a four year, $35 million deal. And then you're like, Hey, yeah, we'll match that. Kind of like what they did with, um, with Lamar in Baltimore. Like they didn't have a precedent for the deal, the template for the deal. He hits the market or he doesn't hit the market, but, Jalen Hurts signs his contract. It's like, okay, that's the new standard. That's the new market. Here we go. Right. And I think like that is something I could see happening potentially here is that, you know, their value of him here is not reflected by the league. So when he goes out into the market, they get a nice number that they feel good about. They match it. They they, they plus it, whatever they want to do and get him back. Yeah. The problem with that is they like he, Lamar was a restricted free agent, Correct. right? So obviously if he goes out to the market and another team gives him a deal and they're like, all right, we'll match it. He could just sign the other deal. You can, but, so, I, but I do think so, you can, you can sweeten the pot. Like, you know, you've been in a, maybe you haven't, but like when I, you know, I was not a very good football player, but I'd get in these situations. Like when I was, when I signed in Atlanta, 
Detroit was also interested. So Detroit put a contract down on the table and said, we'd like you to come here. And when I went on my visit to Atlanta, they basically said, well, we want you more than that. So we'll give you this. And there was a little bit of a bidding war. And we're talking like $5,000. You know what I mean? It wasn't like millions and millions of dollars. But that happens at a at a large. Nick level. and I hear from Radio Moneyland are like five thousand dollars. That's right. incredible. Right, but you know, I'm saying it was like you know we go up, you know, here we go up here, and then it was like eventually one of the parties was like, well, we're not going to go up anymore, take it or leave it. And I was like, I'll take it because this is way better than what they offered. So I, I think if if I'm his agent, I'm going to tell I'm going to tell the commanders I know how valuable he is to you. This is the deal, match it, plus it, whatever Cam wants out of it. And then let's make right. that happen. And I'm, I'm getting my client more money, basically. Yeah, totally. And obviously, we'll see if it gets to that or if sure. there's an extension. You know, I think they would like to get him done. Obviously, they want to get him done at their number. Um, but they can't right now because of the ownership situation. So once that clears here in a couple of weeks, um, hopefully it's one of those where they show up at training camp. They sit down over dinner after the first night of practice and get that done. But sure. we'll see. Um, but to, back to the original question, like, is there a chance he doesn't sign here? Yes. If yeah. he wants top five safety money and they're like, no, um, that's one scenario. And then I think if Percy Butler, Derek Forrest and, you know, Quan. uh, Quan Martin ball out and Jeremy Reeves proves that he's continuously getting better on defense, not just as a special teams ace, then their leverage goes up in that regard. It's like, Hey man, like we'll pay you this, but we have good players. So sure. what do you, what do you want? I still think they, much prefer to just sign him though. So that would, again, there's the scenario, but consider it unlikely. No, I, I agree. I, yeah. It just depends on where they're at. And we have no idea about the contract right now or what he's asking or what he's thinking. Um, so good job by his camp of keeping that pretty close to the vest, but you know, maybe they're miles apart in terms of value and uh, possible. The, the, that's when he would leave probably. For sure. 